before we start, here's a message from one of our friends. Hi, I'm Allison Shelton, writer and creator of the indie comic Reburn. You may have heard about us on Indie Comic Spotlight, thanks to Tony and Rhea. Reburn follows May, a superpowered woman who takes on the cult-like utopian society that ripped her life apart. Our comic picks up when she's ready to burn it all down. We're incredibly proud of our all-female team, myself, artist Elise McCall, editor Jessica Patel, colorist Hilary Jenkins, and letterer Joan McGill. Renowned comic writer and artist Kari Andrews said of Reburn, it's an impressive debut, a violent, visceral, and emotion-fueled spectacle. A story you need to read right now. We agree. And we have hard copies and digital copies of issues one through four available on our website, reburncomic.com. That's R-E-B-U-R-N comic.com. Check it out. Welcome to the show where people share their passions. This is the 50th episode Spectacular, and something a bit different. As you may remember, in episode 2, Mike Burton of Genuine Chit Chat said that he would interview me when it came to this milestone. Reluctantly, I agreed, not even thinking about it. And now the time has come. So, Mike, thank you very much, I think, and I'll let him introduce it. There we go. We're now recording. We're here for a very special episode of Geek, and also by proxy, genuine chit chat, because I'm being a little schneeper and stealing part of it. Um, but it is we're celebrating the 50th episode of Geek, also known on social media places as Era of Geek, which is Paul. I should have asked you before because you go by three names. You've got your Zoom name, which is your I assume real name. Then you've got yes. pa- Paul de Mac, which is your Twitter name, and then you've got Super Dummy Paul, which is a name you've given yourself. So. What, which one is it? I mean, Super Dummy Paul is probably the most accurate. Well, <laughs> I, I say it's the most accurate. My real name is probably the most accurate because, you know, that is what is on my birth certificate. But in terms of descriptors, Super Dummy Paul is probably the most accurate. Paul DeMac was just like something that was easy on Twitter when I wanted to, to rename my personal account because I used to have it as some bizarre name that I picked. yeah there's a really long story behind that which i won't go into because it means nothing to anyone well we will that's a tease because what i said to you obviously before we press record is you know this is celebrating you because obviously one of the things we found in geek uh obviously myself and jack were two of the earliest ones on there Mm -hmm. um a lot of the feedback you were getting from people in comics motion and stuff was these are great but there's not enough you in it paul it's like your show and you you're editing yourself out of it and you were like yeah because no one wants to hear from me and we're like no no we, we do so this has been the thing from the start everyone was like mike you need to interview paul you need to have him have him uh shine the spotlight on paul like you do with other guests and obviously you came on genuine chit chat with good old dan yep. um back two plus maybe even three years ago now um and that was before geek had really started i think it was around the time when you had the idea for geek i think it was after that conversation you spoke to me and was like i'm planning on doing this thing blah 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 and so this is basically an opportunity to spotlight you uh, without you having to play host. Uh, and in the meantime, I get to cheat and get an episode recorded for my show as well. So it's really good. Um, but for episode, I said to you beforehand, I'm saying it on air now because 
Um, I, I always say on air, but it's not live, so it's kind of a lie, but whatever. You um, think we're not live. <laughs> I haven't got a fear of, of saying anything stupid live, or do I? Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those where, for episode 100 of Geek, I think what we want to try and do, I say we, it's not even my show, and I'm, I'm barely even letting you talk about your I own mean, show. You're, you're twisting my arm into it. I'm quite oh, yeah. happy with that, because, you know, the less thinking I can do, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with that. So 100th honest. episode, we have to find out what your original Twitter handle is. You can't say it here that has to be the tease for two-ish years in the future uh, but then also um i said about doing a q a episode because i only thought about the idea of doing a q a 10 minutes before we started recording i was like yeah that's kind of a bit fine bit of a dick move if i did that so i was thinking to want to give everyone some degree of warning in probably two years time get your questions ready for paul so you have plenty of time to think about interesting stuff and then we'll come back again i'm self-appointing me uh as the official person the official official spokesperson for paul on his own feed i mean that works for me sometimes i feel like i need a spokesperson for myself it just makes things a lot easier and probably make things make a lot more sense quite frankly I mean, as long as I don't have to deal with using your email to try and get guests, because one of the things we were talking about, we're actually recording an hour and 15 minutes later than we intended, and we were both early, because all we've been talking about is what it's like podcasting, and obviously we've both got shows in a similar vein of a different guest each episode, and some of the uh, trials and tribulations of trying to get guests on and organizing Mm. stuff. So if I'm your spokesperson, I'm opting out of having to find you guests, because I have to do that for my own show and vet people. (laughs) And it's, aside from like actually trying to organize things with people, no, no, it's not for me. My my phone has just gone off. I heard you say we it's not are for me. just like the absolute epitome of professionalism because I just took a swig of my drink and immediately as I did that, I thought, oh, I have a mute that. Have I? <laughs> I didn't hear it, but I was talking quite loud. So I've muted my phone. <laughs> Paul's had his only serving of water. We've both been to the toilet twice, so I I yep. don't think there's anything else. But this is meant to spot like. A spotlight? Spotlight. The powerful super dummy Paul. Um, So this show started on the feed of Fantastic Universes in May 21, because I looked this up. Um, and but it started its own feed on January 22 so it's almost been by itself for a year so the mm. big question really you've been involved obviously with super, superheroes for dummies on the feed of comics in motion you've also uh, been at the helm of a new show on comics in motion super draft which I've been thoroughly enjoying and I Thank regret not putting my my hat in the ring from the first like batch of them because I was too busy uh, yeah. but now I regret everything so next time um, but geek itself it's your own thing that you started completely by yourself. Unique idea. Really cool. You had me on in the first five episodes. So obviously my ego mm-hmm. appreciates you for that. <laughs> why why did you start Geek, basically? What what was kind of what made you want to start your own podcast, really? Well, this is actually gonna be kind of super awkward. I've always had this idea for a podcast. And Dan, who, as you said, we went on your show. Um, together, me and Dan know each other from before podcasting. Um, That's the thing. BP yeah, before podcasting. Whoa! <laughs> I know <laughs> there is a world outside of this. Apparently, <laughs> I don't remember it, um, but you apparently the, the logo of Beer of Geek. That's the rest of the world we're talking about. Is that why the world's the logo? Because <laughs> that's the reference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's trying to remind me that there is a world out there. Um, no, so yeah, I always had this thing about everyone has a story it you know it doesn't matter what your background is what your interests are 
whether you think you've had a super boring life or not, everyone has a story. So that was always sort of the background idea in my head. Um, now, obviously, I know Dan, Steve. Lockdown happened, so I had this bright spark of an idea of superheroes for dummies, and we got that rolling. Obviously, as time went on, commitments, it became harder to do. But that idea always stuck in my head. Annoyingly, there's this thing that happened that through Superheroes for Dummies, being in comics and motion, I learned about this guy called Mike. <laughs> and apparently Mike has this conversation thing that he does, this podcast thing, you might call it, called Genuine Chit Chat. Indeed. And I was like, oh, bollocks to him. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said this to anyone out loud, but that was basically, I had this idea of a podcast and then I realized that there was someone who was doing it a lot better than I could ever do. I disagree so then, that, but yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, that kind of fizzled out in my mind and we were doing superheroes for dummies and as conversations went on and we were talking to more and more people and comics emotions is, is absolutely great because, you know, we get in contact with so many different people um, and yeah, there's people's stories about, you know, what they love and their history came up and the idea of, um, you know, everyone has a story kind of evolved slightly. It's kind of the same idea, but in, I guess, a more surgical way. I'd say more niche. That, that's what yeah. I would have said. Yours, yours is more niche than mine. That's the word. I was going through my mental thesaurus and I couldn't really get the right word. That's the word. Thank you. Um, this, see, this is why you do genuine chit chat, and I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was basically it. It's, uh, I've always had this idea in my head, uh, uh, similar to you, I guess, that everyone has a story. Everyone has a reason that they do the things they do. Everyone has interests. Um, and yeah, this the word geek means a very particular thing when you're in the playground, when you're talking to people. You know, there is a stereotype behind it. But as, you know, the world embraces geek culture a bit more, I think people have started to be more accepting in what is traditionally geek culture, but also... I think in that they've accepted more that you can geek out about whatever the hell you like. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where the show came from. It's people talking about their interests. And I, I just like listening to people talk about the stuff they like. Um, I joke quite often, especially on Dummies Guide and Superdraft, that I basically come up with podcast ideas, which means I say very little poke people and then wait 20 minutes to see what they say. Um, and that's kind of where it all came from. I just like poking people and seeing what they say. So this is very awkward for me. Because <laughs> you're poking me. <laughs> I'm poking you and all you're doing is asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. And also you poke me and I will just verbally waterboard you as well. That's the, that well, can yeah. be the thing. Uh, yeah. as if anyone listens, goes back and listens to, uh, I think it's episode two of Geek. Because I think Jack was the first one um, that was recorded. I know they're yeah. both on, on the feed of Geek. They're both released on the same day. Uh, so 
you know, and I know you, you don't do yours numerically necessarily. Um, I only did mine literally just so I, I don't have to keep telling people, oh, September 21, I spoke to this person. I can just go, episode blah, blah, blah. It's like, there's no reason for the episodic stuff. Same with comics and canon. I just have numbers there purely for my own laziness. So in my show notes, I'm like, yeah, check episode 60. Don't, don't have to write anything else. Yeah, um, I should probably do that, to be fair. I should, probably should give them numbers because it is quite annoying. But yeah, I don't. I'm ju- you mentioned that. I can't remember the reason why I did that because I spoke to you first. Because mm. on Geek, when I did the new feed, I brought everything over and I think I released them sort of two a day just to make sure they're all yeah. in the feed. So if people wanted to listen back, they're all there. Um, I, speak, I spoke to you first because I remember thinking if there's an idea in this, even if I struggle, I can count on Mike to keep huh. talking because you have used that phrase verbally waterboard people quite a lot. So I'm like, whatever happens, if there's an idea in here, I can rely on Mike to keep talking. Um, <laughs> and then I spoke to Jack just afterwards, but I released them the other way around and I can't remember why. I think there was a very clever reason for it. And I'm going to go with the fact that there was a really clever reason for it. Cause otherwise it sounds slightly weird. But I did it that way around. Maybe the only thing I can think of, there's two things I can think of. I, I'd hope it's more one than the other. One of them is that Jack's, the conversation with Jack was just far more interesting. So that was a good uh, pilot episode to use. But the other one was probably whenever you do first episodes of things, and people can find that if they go back and listen to the first episode of Genuine Chit Chat, it's just a lot more rough around the edges. And I find that the second episode of anything is usually half as half as better in a sense like 50 percent better than the last one only on the basis of being more comfortable with it so i suspect the part of it was when you were talking to me you had a few ideas of okay this question works this question didn't work as well this did and you kind of use me as the, the pilot in a sense but to start off you were like well the conversation with jack kind of didn't necessarily go smoother but it hit the notes of which you wanted yeah. to first, like your own mission statements. You probably thought, if I release that one first, that's a good idea of what's to come. Where And then the Mike episode can be second because you've still got the idea from the first episode. You know, although the Jack episode was fantastic, to be fair. So <laughs> it might have been better. You might have just gone, yeah, let's just release that first. <laughs> I wouldn't be offended. <laughs> no, I, to be fair, I think you're right. I think, as I say, I know... I know I can rely on you. I, I only just have to ask two questions and I know we'll get an episode out of it somehow. Like, you know, like you say, this is, you're only hearing 10 minutes and we've been here for probably an hour and a half. Um, and I think that helped me get my eye in with mm. Jack. So there was a certain amount of the questions you're going to hear on Jack's episode are probably the questions that you can expect going forward. Whereas if I did the episode with you, first it probably would sound a bit more like you were reading my mind and going with it (laughs) which there was a certain amount of truth for that you were reading my mind and going with it um so yeah i think the the episode with jack kind of gave more of an expectation of what they can expect from me Mm -hmm. rather than what they can expect from the guest if that yeah basically if that makes sense (laughs) yeah it's one of those it is funny though of podcasting because obviously you I will clarify as well with your idea of geek like I know it when you came up with that idea I, I no part of me was like hey wait a minute <laughs> like I, I did not invent the interview style podcast I wish I did because I'd be like Rogan famous yeah. and I probably wouldn't have half the controversies he's gone through and I'd I think I'm a better interviewer as well um but you know I could probably 
I'm not going to go into that, that whole Rogan thing because that'll be a whole other episode. It's not about me or Rogan. But when I heard your idea, oh, I was like, that's on, really you can cool. Make it about you and Rogan, it's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> Only if it gets us more clicks. If it gets us more downloads, if I get a tenth of the, the Rogan downloads, and yeah, I'll talk about them all day, whatever. We should just um, title this The Problem of Rogan. Yeah. And, and then we'll just get all the clickbait and then not talk about it at all. <laughs> exactly. Um, but when I heard your idea, I was like, oh, that sounds similar in in vain like a similar idea to genuine chitcha but a lot more refined because obviously mm. my whole thing with genuine chitcha is literally one episode about buddhism the other about church of satan the mm. other one's about having a laugh with uh, my mates about nothing in particular you know the whole kind of thing was just i want an excuse to talk to people for long periods of time and if i ask people to do that like come sit in my lounge and chat with me for two hours about a subject i choose they're gonna think i'm gonna murder and eat them but if you say yeah. I'll put it on the internet and people will listen. They'll go, well, he's probably not going to kill me with a mic attached, so I'll trust this guy, even though it, it does. You it might happen. There's a couple of guests that you've never heard in a couple of episodes because I did actually kill them. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. We don't know what happens when the microphones turn off. No, like, exactly. Yeah. That's why they haven't been... Certain guests haven't returned. And it's not because right. I didn't want them, it's because I killed them after... <laughs> okay, to clarify, please, I'm not actually doing this. This is a joke. Um, but with Geek, when I heard the yes, idea... He, <laughs> he escaped. Paul escaped. That's why he started Geek, to secretly spread the word <laughs> yeah. of what's been going on. Um, but when I heard about Geek, I was like, that's a really cool idea, because the first thing I thought was a Geek... When you first hear geek, you think, you know, comic books and basically everything Comics Emotion stands for in, in the best ways, mm. but people think of it in a derogatory sense. But something that I've been saying uh, for a few years now is, especially when someone, you know, gives me a bit of crap for liking Star Wars, normally people who do that like football or some sort of sport a lot. And I'm just like, you're as much of a nerd as I am. Yeah. I just choose to enjoy something that is something fictional, hopefully well-written, in a world that allows me to escape being a person in this crazy, scary world. What you're doing is kind of the inverse. You're throwing yourself into the real world, but you're watching a lot of adults play a game for children who are basically millionaires, <laughs> and you're getting really agitated by it, which is fine. But yeah. only it's only fine if you could admit that your thing is equally as ridiculous as my thing. Me loving space wizards and the force and all that kind of crazy stuff, that's equally as silly as watching a bunch of millionaires play a game for an hour and a half and oh, paying yeah. a ridiculous amount of money. They're both equally silly but you're both geeks because for mm. me a geek is literally just someone who's passionate about something and like delves into the world like an obsession but the obsession doesn't become a problem to your life if you know what i mean yeah One yeah it's help. funny i when i'm at work there's often conversations around me happening which make me think of you but in sort of a really bizarre way there was conversations this morning a guy said Oh, who's that one who's, I can't even remember the team or the year or whatever. And it was like, oh, he, he was in this team and he missed a penalty against such and such in this year. And I'm like, just tweak those words ever so slightly. And that's just someone asking Mike who such and such is in this comic doing such and such thing. It's basically the same. Yeah. Like you're geeking out about the same sort of things about people doing things in weird ways that, you know, sure you're either murdering younglings or you're kicking a ball in the net like what's the difference i mean they're basically the same thing let's face it and uh, all that's happening is you're picking up the details of different things hmm. you know you're obsessing over different things you can you can sit you can read your comic books or you can sit and you can watch the tv and watch men kick a ball about you know if that's what you enjoy doing go for it i, I don't care do what you enjoy doing but just accept that there isn't a difference mm -hmm. it's weird that i have to say that that accept 
the people are similar and that you shouldn't like put a, a name to people who like different things to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird that we live in that world and you know, this is something going very deep and philosophical, but yeah, like everyone geeks about something just, it's just accepting it and liking it and going, yeah, okay. We all have our interests. We all get interested by different things. We can show interest in each other's passions. Doesn't mean we have to like the same things. If you talk about football, I'll go, yeah, okay, whatever. If I talk about comics, you'll go, yeah, okay, whatever. And then we just be happy and live our lives. <laughs> That'd be the perfect world. That's what. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's the world in the geek logo we're talking about. Yeah, yeah it, it was one moment that I, I had, it was a few years ago now, I think it's probably credit to Megan, actually, my partner, because um, she's a lot more... Like I've always been aligned with alternative stuff. So it's mm. been music. You know, I love... I do like a lot of pop music and stuff. Like C is one of my all-time favorites, but I also like a lot of heavy metal, like Slipknot and things like that, or even heavier. But I like classical rap. I like, I like basically everything, really. Mm. Well, I don't like everything. I like bands from relatively every genre, so it's all over the place, my music uh, taste. And in part and parcel with that, it was always, you know, a lot of alternative music, especially when you think of like Rage Against Machine bands like that. It's anti-establishment, anti-mainstream, and that kind of bleeds into other stuff, like liking movies that not everyone else likes, which is, you know, Spider-Dan's kind of mission statement, which is amazing, you know. Um, But I found that myself for a long time, I was like, I was judging, mainly when I was a teenager, um, but it was like, I was judging people for liking stuff because I deemed the stuff I liked cooler than theirs because they liked the things that everyone else liked. But Mm. I liked the things that, that the... A slightly smaller minority, but almost the same amount of people. Like, you know, is the thing I, I've often said, which is you go to an alternative music gig and everyone there thinks they're unique. And then you look at them and they're all wearing black. <laughs> they're all wearing the exact same t shirt or the slight variations of it. And I found that when it came to that realization and things, when I realized that with Megan, she loves Bake Off and RuPaul's Drag Race and musicals and that stuff. And I generally wasn't a fan of those things. And I used to think, oh, my stuff's cooler than her stuff. But then it just one day it kind of hit me and I was like, literally liking anything, if you're really into politics, if you're really into mm. um, a world like the geography of the world, if you're really into the culture of a people, if you're really into Star Wars, it, it doesn't, none of it actually matters any more than anything else. Because the vast majority of things have a decent amount of people who don't care and a decent amount of people who are either willing to listen or have a conversation with very very little people like such a small amount of the information that people enjoy to learn about is actually useful i had a discussion with someone recently and they were like uh they they were surprised and a little bit judgy about the fact that myself and megan had no idea about uh the counties in the uk like i knew hampshire where i live but I, i could name most of them but i don't know where they are and they were like, how? How do you not know? And I was like, because it's got no relevance to anything. I know where the towns are, vaguely where the towns are, but knowing which towns are in which county in this imaginary line that only people in the UK even know exist, no, I don't know and I don't care. But knowing what towns are is equally important to say, or is more important in some ways than knowing a county. But it's the same as like worldwide geography. Some people get like judged for not knowing where every uh, country in Africa is, but it's like, but especially with the modern world having, you know, an internet to look up anything. Mm. Even before that, it's like, if you know by name every dialect that's spoken in the continent of Africa, how is that any use for anyone apart from in this unfathomably niche scenario or on who wants to be a millionaire? And it kind of clicked on me one day and I was like, I, I, and that kind of made me become less judgy 
especially with things like reality TV, because I was like, oh, reality TV sucks. It's all and then it's like, well, actually, what makes reality TV any better or worse than Star Wars? And that's always my drawing point. I compare Star Wars to everything, and people who listen to my podcast know it because it's just my, my central point. If I can compare some to Star Wars, I will do it. But I, And I think that your show is really helping explore that and help people kind of realize that idea. So kind of bouncing off of that in itself, what, what stuff have you kind of learned? Because you've been doing Geek now, as I said, it's been over a year. Um, mm. It's been near a year and a half. Obviously, you've been doing other podcasts and stuff for a couple of years, but specifically Geek, like... Is there anything that you've really learned from Geek or any unexpected thing that's kind of popped up in Geek that you didn't anticipate? God. You're also relying on my memory there, which is a terrible thing. Um, what do you think positive you've taken from it, really? Yeah, I think, I think it is that thing that there is a certain amount of... If you, like I say, I like to just prod people and see what happens. When you prod people and say, what are your interests? Because that's why I like to say, like, what are you geeky about? And then also ask, what are your other interests? And often when you ask what people's other interests are, or, you know, sometimes I say, you know, how do you describe yourself outside of this? Sometimes when you say, what are you geeky about? What are you how do you describe yourself outside of that? And then there's often a moment where they'll describe something else that they're interested in. So, okay. And then we talk about that and we often end up talking about that a lot longer than the thing that they think they're geeky about. Mm. And I think that's, I suppose the way that I'm answering your question is basically what have I learned about the point of my show is that the point of my show um, she's an absolutely terrible answer to your question. prophecy. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, it's just that idea that even I think people are surprised at themselves. Like you could ask me what I'm geeky about, what I am interested about. Um, and I would probably, I mean, you know. is my next question, so go ahead. Don't feel like yeah, you're jumping I mean, the gun. Half an hour later, we'll come up with an answer. Um <laughs> But I would probably surprise myself about what I'm interested about, what I'm geeky about. Like, obviously, podcasting, because it consumes most of my life at the minute, because I'm, seems to be all I'm doing, because I keep coming up with daft ideas and thinking, yeah, I'll do ideas. that. I've got, well, yeah, draft ideas. Very good. Like that. <laughs> um, yeah, because, you know, it's fun. I enjoy doing it. But if you asked me, if probably <laughs> before you actually said, come on, Paul, let's do this. Let me ask you the questions. If you, someone had said to me, I, what are you geeky about? I wouldn't have said podcasting hmm. because it's just something that I do as a hobby, but I'm not geeky about it, but I am. <laughs> like It's basically all I do these days. It's like, I, I think I've said, I think I said to you, like I find myself being, a bit of an audio snob these days, not because I'm being an audio snob about other people, but because that's just my, the way my brain works now, because I spend so much time editing my own stuff and I get angry at myself for like, like earlier I banged my mic and oh, that's going to annoy me for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, so when I hear a donk on someone else's recording, oh yeah, you banged your mic, didn't you? <laughs> And it's just one of those things. It's like, it's stuck in my mind now. Um, 
and you know, for the people on YouTube, these wonderful comic books behind me, um, I've probably only read half of them <laughs> because I just don't have time because I'm doing podcasting all the bloody time. <laughs> but if you asked me what I was a geek about, I'd say, oh yeah, comic books. No, I haven't read half of these because I'm doing <laughs> bloody podcasting, but I wouldn't say podcasting, would I? Um, yeah, I think that's what surprised me. <laughs> How much it's kind of, I, I say this to a lot of people, I, I've, I've had very similar conversations with people, normally off air, but it's, I had it with uh, with Jack um, as well. And it's one of those things that is the comics emotion syndrome, I think, in a lot of ways, mm. or the extended, it's not solely comics emotion, it does this. But because comics emotion is such a space for collaboration, and especially it's about, hey, we're doing a show, you don't have to have a podcast, you don't have to have social media. Um, you just, if you fancy coming on, if you've got a phone that yeah. sounds okay, you can just come on. There's no, you don't have to do anything. We're just interested by other people's opinions on this show or that show, or whatever. And it's kind of open to within reason anyone. And within so, reason, people within yeah, reason. Yeah, we're not just an open. It's not just open door. Everyone can you know open the floodgates. Um, there is a small vet to it. It's minor vetting. Yeah. Um, but with it, it becomes this thing where someone goes on and they go, oh, you know what? I I don't get a chance in my proper life. Proper life. My real life. Uh, I don't get a chance in my normal, my usual day to day life. Normally, people's partners share a degree of interest with them. That's normally when people are in relationships. But there mm. is normally a fairly big chunk of stuff that they just don't aren't interested in. Sometimes people like Megan takes an interest in star wars she watches all the star wars content i watch she started listening to the audiobooks a bit but she's not like super passionate about it she's she's not like oh, i can't wait to read let me give me all the star wars comics she's never going to probably read a star wars comic in her life and that's fine no i think we've all heard the thunk of her eye rolling sometimes when you refer to something in terms of star wars yes. i can't remember what i was listening to with you the both of you in and it was like an audible oh my god mike <laughs> it happens a lot and it doesn't just happen in podcasting either it happens in real life um but it's, a, it's part of those things though where like obviously i would love to talk with megan about every episode of andor for hours but she doesn't want to which is fair that's a fair that's an okay compromise in our relationship but with comics and motion where you can allow that and you can look you don't have to commit for 12 weeks you don't have to commit just this one mm. time hour or two if you fancy chatting about something you like in the evening come on board and then you find a lot of people they start doing that and they're like I actually really like this i'll jump yeah. on a few more and a few more and a few more and then you go you know what actually i've had this quite cool show idea that's this I'll give that a go. As soon as you start it, you, it kind of ignites this passion in you because podcasting is just so freeing. It's like, look, in Comics Emotion, it's like, basically, don't be a dick. And it, to a degree, has to be vaguely uh, nerdy. If it's yeah. do with comics, that's ideal. It doesn't have to be. Just vaguely nerdy stuff that people like and don't be a dick. That's the main two criteria. So when people come up with these new show ideas and there's no... There's no thing where you have to do it every week or any, it's just like, look, if you want to release an episode once every six months, you can do it. It's, mm. Everyone's got lives. And I think that when people start podcasting and they realize when you're in the right safe space, there's no judgment and this, they go, oh, I really like this. And I think that's what's happened with you because one of the notes I have is asking you about being introverted because I know that I think when we spoke before, you said, yeah, you're a bit of an introvert or sometimes a bit quiet. Do you think that doing Geek has made you more... <laughs> People need to watch the video version of this on either uh, Era of Geek or on Genuine Chit Chat because there's a lot of lot of gems so far with the uh, <laughs> that you only get with the video uh, version of it. And subscribe and to both. Terrible because I, there's a reason I don't put the video out on things. That, yeah. 
But this is the episode special, the 50th episode special. And for the 100th episode, we'd probably do the same, depending. I don't know. If it's going to be a Q&A episode, I just started looking down the whole time. It'd be a lot of editing. Um, <laughs> but, but with yourself, do you find that yourself in, in your entire life, you've become a bit more chatty and stuff? Or is it kind of compartmentalized where in your day job, no one's noticed a difference. But when you get to podcast, you can kind of flourish a bit. It's, well, the problem is, as I say, I just I have this format where I just poke people. And you've say, been talking more as it's been going on, I've noticed. Like, especially that now you don't seem to edit yourself out either as much or at all. So you are getting, you are sp- speaking more. <laughs> and you started Super Draft and you're chiming in more Super Draft as well. I've noticed. Know. You're doing it. You're th- I'm, I'm going to have to stop on uh, no. stop talking. No. <laughs> Everyone loves it. That's why we're doing this. This is a popular demand, Paul. This is the reason that we're doing this. I got roped into it. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Um, no, I'm still I'm still an introvert. I think my thing has been that I think the thing is I've always been someone who I can it's gonna sound quite big headed, but I know how to listen and how to provoke people to talk. Um doing things like this, I keep looking away from the screen, which helps because there's no one there anymore. Just put a um, post-it note over yourself. I on should the, do, On yeah. the screen. Which, uh, to be fair, it'd just be the whole screen. I can't see myself. I can't see you. I'm just <laughs> going to turn my screen off, and then that'll be fine. Um, I, th- I think it's helped my conversation skills. I don't think it's helped me be less introverted. I am an introvert. Um, it's helped me know when my brain is going into that mode. Um, like we we talked before about five hours ago about, you know, sometimes you have a really difficult interview um, and it's helped me recognise that. But there are still times where I am basically begging the person in my mind to just keep talking because I just, my, my brain has switched off. It's not switched off. My the connection between my brain and my mouth has switched off. Like I'm great at listening, but, and I can provoke people to talk, I think, but uh, even now I can feel myself rambling and my brain is wanting to switch my mouth off. And then it gets quite awkward because I'm like, no, you're supposed to be talking here. So. Well, it's imposter syndrome, isn't it? It's, you kind of, I mean, uh, it may surprise some people because of how, extroverted i am and how much i like seemingly like the sound of my own voice but i i do get that as well imposter syndrome sometimes i just think have i made it this far in podcasting because i'm actually a good interviewer or have i just made it this far because i'm stubborn enough to just think i am and so i'm just pressing (laughs) forward and people are like this guy has been going for five years maybe he's good maybe (laughs) there's gotta be something and it's like it's star wars stuff you know talking back to stars again um (laughs) People oh often say it. <laughs> no, not again. Um, people often, uh, I, I take it definitely as a compliment. I know that people mean it in a complimentary sense. I think even it was mentioned with your recent geek episode with uh, Glyn, but it was just like, oh, Mike's the, the guru, the Styles guru, he knows everything. Mm. And it's like, but in a lot of the circles I'm in, I'm actually the person who knows a lot less than anyone else, mainly about legends. When it gets to Star Wars Legends, my knowledge is not great. In fact, I think there's people in comics emotion that have read more legend stuff than I have. I'm not going to mm. say which legend stuff I haven't read because then it seems like I'm a fraud. But there are some major <laughs> Legends titles I'm slowly getting through in audiobook format, so I'm quietly listening to them when I already knew the footnotes of certain other ones. But 
I think imposter syndrome, like I spoke, when I spoke with Kevin Scott and stuff, who's, he's an accomplished New York's, New York Times bestselling author. He writes incredible Star Wars and non-Star Wars stuff. He's done loads of stuff with Doctor Who and audio dramas, all kinds of stuff. And when I was talking to him, he was like, yeah, I still get imposter syndrome. He was like, I go to comic cons and everyone's like, excited to see me. And I'm like, they can't be here for me. Surely not. And it's like, I, when I spoke to him, I was I was trying to keep it calm and, you know, not just scream at him how much I love him, because uh, that wouldn't have been an enjoyable podcast. And he probably would have left and had got blacklisted from any other Disney authors. But it's, <laughs> you know, I think everyone gets it to a degree because humans <clears throat> in themselves, I find you either get people who have got so much confidence that it's too much. And then I find about 1% of those succeed and then they become an insufferable dick. And then the rest of them just fail miserably and blame everyone else. But I think that you have to kind of self-doubt because if you think that you're doing everything amazing then you can become complacent and although i think that you are definitely too hard on yourself at least you've got the self-correcting part of you that's not just going to let you because some people who ramble myself sometimes included don't actually realize when they're rambling and so they'll just keep talking about nothing for like 10 minutes and then it's just like the host sometimes like i don't know what to do and i listen to podcasts mainly my earlier podcasts where (laughs) i'm just talking at the person (laughs) they're only there as an excuse for me to say what i think and you definitely don't do that at all so don't be so hard yourself paul we all love you no it's just this part of part of me I have to be hard on myself, otherwise, I, what have I got left? <laughs> um, <laughs> loads of unread comics. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's all there is left. It's lots of unread comics and me being really hard on myself. That is my personality. There you go. <laughs> Show over. Um, no, I think there is a certain element of, like you were saying, you know, in the in your group, you are probably the person who knows possibly least on some of the Star Wars stuff. But there's almost like this certain degree of you've leveled up. Mm, It's like, you know, I'm in level one and I'm the bottom of level one. But you've gone up to level two. So we all look up at you going, hey, hey, you're level two. But, you know, you might be the lower end of level two. Um, But everyone's like that. Everyone in every single thing they do sees themselves against everyone else Mm -hmm. you know the only person i think i've ever seen who seems to just have confidence coming out their ears and isn't utterly pretentious with it is neil gaiman Mm. like he has this ability to be self-assured but not be a knob Mm. it's quite good i like that i wish i would be that sometimes but everyone else you know no matter what level they're at, they still see themselves at everyone else at the same level. They're all thinking, I could be that person. Like, I'm not as good as that person. You know, this director, you know, I've just done this amazing film and it got this much money, but this director would never be interested in doing a film with me Mm -hmm. because they're, you know, they're the next level or they're the higher part of my level. You know, I see in podcasting, I see myself as the lower end of the level and you are the higher end of the level. We're sort of at the same level, but you're at the higher end of the level. You know, in however many years time, hopefully I managed to reach where you are now, but you would have gone on to the next level. You'd be doing other things. And I'd be like, Mike, Mike, please. <laughs> um, but it, it is natural. And as you say, like, you know, the people who are at the bottom of their level, 
and think they're at the bottom of the next level. They don't have that self-awareness. And I think that's, I'm trying to find the middle ground in life, in everything. And it's just not happened so far in my life. <laughs> Maybe when I'm 60, it will happen. Um, but it does, it does, you're right. It does mean that I try and self-reflect. I try and improve. I try and do things better. Right. When people say things to me, I don't just get offended. I try and listen and improve, but there is also that part of me that's like, yeah, okay. So maybe I should just not then <laughs> like, because you say like X to me and then my brain goes to Y and Z at the same time. So it's a learning experience. I mean, I think that's probably the bit that I've learned the most in myself is trying to find that middle ground. I haven't become any less introverted. I haven't, you know, done any of that. Maybe again in five years' time. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but it is more about, I mean, again, it's about acceptance. It's the whole point of the show. Mm, very um, nice loop. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> it's about accepting yourself, accepting who you are and what you're doing and hoping that you get to the next level yeah. at some point. Yeah, well, it's funny because we've, with podcasting, we've kind of come in at different directions. Um, I think I have from a lot of people in geek culture because I started off having a massive ego and trying to make myself talk less. Whereas a lot of other people are like, you know, a lot of people in Comics Emotion call themselves introverts. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I oh, Mike's got a great interview, all this stuff. It's like, no, no. The problem is, is that I am, I had an ego when I was a teenager that was the size of a planet. You know, Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is the mind yeah. the size of, of a planet. I had the ego the size of a planet. Um, and it's just taken a lot, a bit of trauma, but also just a lot of self-reflection to kind of be like, okay, the reason these people don't like me or the reason those people don't like me, either there's a problem with them or it's a problem with me, where there's a consistent thread here throughout lots of elements of my life. So there's probably something I may be doing wrong or I should self-reflect on. Either it's the people I'm interacting with or it's the way I'm presenting myself. And it became very obvious after several relationships and lots of other things in my life. I was like, okay, clearly I think I'm probably better than I am, but I probably only think I'm a little bit better than I am because I was an only child and, you know, heralded as this really intelligent, gifted child that I probably could have been, but then I was told that and then I didn't try and now I'm just mm. this weird mediocrity. <laughs> But it's it's also that I came, I was coming across like I thought I was like a thousand times better than I was when I probably only thought I was twice as good as I was maybe. And so the problem is it's, it's that kind of thing where for me, I found with podcasting, it's it was about bringing me down, you know, taking me down level, letting other people talk because I could just talk into the vacuum of space for eternity. But with yourself, it's kind of, it's the opposite. It's like, no, you you got to look at me thinking, oh, Mike's got this podcasting thing down. It's like, no, no, I'm still working on me because I even listen to podcasts occasionally and I'm like, why did I not stop at this sentence? I've talked <laughs> for another five minutes after that and I've said nothing. And this other person has given me their time and I'm just waffling at them like I'm doing to you now. I'm talking about myself on the 50th anniversary, the 50th episode of Geek. I'm doing What's it now, mine? Paul. So then be careful <laughs> what you wish for because on the other side, you know, we're both aiming for that middle ground balance. We're probably a similar distance from the middle, probably a lot closer than you think. It's just that we're on the opposite sides of the fence. Yeah. No, I mean, I think... I think the thing is you you have 
a self-confidence, but you don't, you say you've got the ego the size of a of planet. I don't think that's right. I think you've got the self-confidence, mm. but I don't think it's attached to an ego. And those are two different things. Like people have self-confidence and ego for sure. Like you look at some people and you're like, you think you're the best and you're really egotistical about it, which means that if you get knocked down, you're not going to accept it. Mm-hmm. You're going to think, no, I am the best and sod you. Whereas I think you've got a lot of self-confidence, but not an attached ego. Mm. So I think if you get knocked down, you can reflect and you can say, this is what I need to do to then change it. To It's almost like you're trying to match your own self-confidence. Mm. Yeah, I was a lot worse with the ego as I was younger. I've gotten better with my ego now. It just comes <laughs> off it in little ways. But yeah, I think bouncing off what you said, it's probably, I think the way I'd look at it with the difference in confidence and ego <clears throat> is I think that with confidence, you kind of, you pull yourself up. But I think with ego, a lot of it is bringing everyone else down. Mm. I think with confidence, you're kind of looking at the top and you're like, I'm up there. I could do the some stuff they could do probably. But then I think that if you're very egotistical, Instead of going, oh, I could, I could achieve that. You go, you basically look at their achievements, and say their achievements aren't that good. You yeah. bring them down to your level. I could do that. That's not hard. You, you know, I, I've. That's vaguely kind of what I would uh, think about. But this isn't about me. You know, this is about you. We're trying to. I know you keep trying to avoid it. You, you, you know, like a very sexy river. You're just trying to avoid streaming away. Thank um, you. <laughs> well, I've not I don't been think called that before. <laughs> no one's ever been called that, so we're going to get that on a T-shirt. Sexy River. Um, but we haven't actually spoken about the main question, the the, the main jumping off point um, of your show, part, probably because we were talking for an hour and a half before recording. <laughs> but uh, your geek origin story, as the, the sort of Tony, I think, coined on Indie Comic Spotlight, which was the comic origin story and mm. things, with you and geek culture, I know that you've played video games and stuff you've got you know half a bookshelf of unread comics yeah. uh you've got a podcast and a thor poster so where with you and geek culture like where was the earliest memory you have of something that one would consider to be the stereotypical geeky thing and how did that kind of uh flood out to you uh from that point up to you know being on superheroes for dummies where your kind of podcasting career started in a sense i know you did some other podcasting stuff a little bit prior to that mm. but where your geeky origin story and how that kind of unfolded. Tell us about it, Paul. And don't make it about me. <laughs> I'll give it my best go. <laughs> um, I think my geeky story is kind of like my weird story of life. I have, I'm a, a bit like you. I have a lot of interest and in a lot of things that I know something about, but you know, there's not many things I know loads about. I mean, obviously I don't have Star Wars. I mean, that's my only thing star, <laughs> star wars and to a degree symbiotes in marvel comics that's that's the two things and i i, I i'm going to steal the term from adventure time which is i have an approximate knowledge of most things mm, i like that that would yeah i think that also sums up kind of my geek history really um i've you know i've talked a bit before uh beano and asterix and yeah. All that sort of stuff. Same. I read that as a kid, you know, because they're the best. Why wouldn't you? Um, but then no one in school was really that interested. So I didn't have that people around me talking about it. And that kind of fizzled in and out. And similarly, video games. 
we we didn't have an Atari. We had an Amiga, which is the one that everyone forgets. It was like the Atari's weird cousin. Um, Atari from Wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had that. We, we used to play that a fair amount at home. But, it, again, I think there wasn't really that communication with the people at school. Like They had consoles. I didn't have a console when all the consoles started happening. That just didn't happen for me. Um, I went Amiga and then PC, mm-hmm. you know. Earliest computer game I played was the maze inside Encarta. Um, yeah, there you go. There's a reference for people. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Pong. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, the earliest then, game I played was Pong. <laughs> and, uh, I did. We have. We must have had Pong on the uh, Amiga, but yeah, Golden Axe. Golden Axe was our favourite. Um, but yeah, when we got a computer, everyone else had a console. And, you know, the conversations just weren't there. And, yeah, my geeky experience has always been just trying lots of random things and not kind of really settling with anything. Um, Computer games probably stuck with me the longest. Um, Yeah, because, I mean, both my parents were teachers. We weren't poor, but the idea of you know, splashing out and buying lots of comics and stuff. It just didn't really, didn't really occur to me. So we had our computer. I bought a game every now and then, and my dad was an IT teacher. So he had a subscription to computer shopper magazine, which used to come with a disc on the front, which had lots of trial versions of lots of different software. But most importantly, it used to have some demos on. And that was basically what keep, kept me occupied for quite a large portion of my life, just playing demos of really random games. I had that with PlayStation. I had the, I got a PlayStation 1, one of, I think it's my, my older brother, he got like a PS2, which played PS1 games. So I dropped my old PS1 and some old PS1 games like Crash Bandicoot and things like that. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then my dad used to get me yeah, the PlayStation magazine once a month or every couple of months because he probably realized that it's cheaper to buy a four pound magazine which has <laughs> 20 odd demos on and each demo is about 40. Some of them are like 10 minutes, but a lot of them are like 40, 50 minutes. Yeah. Some of them are like the whole first level. So you do the whole tutorial that takes ages and then you get to play it for one level. And when you're finally getting into things, it stops. There are some demos I'd play. I'd be like, this, de- this game's amazing. And I just play the demo over and over again. <laughs> So yeah. I think we're in a similar boat there. Our parents <laughs> thinking, hmm, five pound magazine once a month for a, and maybe one game every now and then mm. rather than four games or three games a month. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, there was some games like Command and Conquer Red Alert for anyone mm. out there. Uh, we had the demo of that and that included, I think it must have been four levels for GDI and Nod. Uh, no, Red Alert wasn't GDR, not. It was Allies and Soviet. Sorry, everyone, all the nerds shouting at me out there. Um, I know the game, but I've not played it. So I, oh, I know the cover shit. art. It's it's a RTS. Uh, not RTS. Um, yeah, real-time strategy game, isn't yeah. it? Like Civ and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not like Civ. Oh. Okay, sorry. I didn't Civ is turn-based. Oh, Civ okay. is a grand strategy. Oh, my God. Oh, your, your nerd credentials are going through the floor. Clearly, um, you know a lot more about <laughs> RTSs than me. <laughs> I've only played like two in my life. One of them was Halo Wars, which is like the basic pitch of, of RTS games. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've not played that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had, yeah, that had like four levels of each side and played that endlessly. 
mm-hmm. as much as our computer would allow <laughs> back in those days. Um, and then, yeah, until dad got some salvaged parts from work and then we were able to upgrade it. And then, you know, we got started playing the next game on the demo disc that the computer <laughs> wouldn't previously allow for. Um, yeah, we just tried, I don't know. I just tried lots of different things and people at school, I don't know, weren't interested in the same things or they were. And just because of, you know, the age of things, you wouldn't really talk about it. Otherwise you get beaten up or, Mm -hmm. you know, called a nerd. Um, But yeah, it wasn't until, I mean, it probably wasn't really until superheroes for dummies that I started settling into, right. I need to actually look into things properly Mm -hmm. because yeah, lots of little bits of knowledge about lots of different things. And I thought it was time to actually try and find something to settle into Mm. in a weird way. Um, You watched quite a few cartoons and stuff, didn't you? Like, did you watch like the Batman animated series, the X-Men or Spider-Man animated series? That's like on TV. I don't know if I, I vaguely remember you saying something about something you used to catch potentially on TV or something like that. Yeah, we used to watch bits and pieces of X-Men more um, than everything else. I don't remember what I did watch as a kid. Again, this is the problem. My memory is absolutely shocking, which doesn't help. Like, people say, did you see this? I don't know, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't possibly tell you. But that's what makes your your other show that, obviously, you mentioned earlier, but I forgot to mention the introduction, the the newest show in your uh, plethora (laughs) is uh, The Dummy's Guide to Geekdom, which Mm. is a really cool idea for a show of just being like, if someone has zero idea of this thing, how do you do it? Because Superheroes for Dummies did that in a really great way, but that was like a uh, crash course. That was like those driving courses you go on where before you start the course on the weekend, you yeah. don't know how to drive, and by the end of it, you're driving a HGV. That's how I understand it. Um, but, you know, it was really good, those shows, but I think that certain people need like a, a more condensed version, just like within half an hour or an hour, you're going to know whatever it is about this. And because mm. you've got that approximate knowledge, vaguely, of most things, you can ask certain uh basic ish questions that maybe people who don't know that much about batman apart from the movies the kind of questions they would ask or want to know the answers for and i know that there's a lot of things going on in the background and we've spoken about a couple of ideas of other things that you've got in the pipeline to come but i think that gives you a really good you know the the, the thing is i mean star wars bringing it back again is that (laughs) I didn't actually... I, I liked Star Wars as a kid, but it's only really after my dad passed away and then Disney reset the canon that I really delved into things because with Star Wars, I looked at it and I was like, well, there's four, well, 30 years at that time. There's 30 years of books and comics. Mm. And I didn't really read comics then apart from Beano and Dandy and stuff. And I kind of went off reading for a bit because it was when video games and you know, cinema was... You know, MCU was starting and all these kind of other stuff. So I was like, I don't have time to read. I'm too cool. <laughs> so, um, which is not true. You know, reading is cool, guys. Um, it but it's... It's one of those weird things where it was like before Star Wars and before, you know, the combination of dad passing away and Disney resetting the canon, I wasn't really that much of a Star Wars person. I liked them. I liked Star Wars games mainly. I thought the films were good, but I didn't, I wasn't fully, fully invested in it. So I was definitely like you. I hope you don't have to go through some sort of traumatic experience to find the one thing that really, the really one geeky thing that you that connects you with it. But that was what happened with me. So I think I'd probably be in a similar boat to you of just kind of, I'm like that of every, with everything else, with comics and stuff. Like every time you mention comics to someone, they're like, oh, have you read this one? No, just assume I've not read any comics mm. apart from like 10. 
I've read like five Batman comics, five Spider-Man arcs, most things Venom, and then, and then like five indie comics. That's about it. And Miracle Man. <laughs> Anything else yeah. I've probably not read yet. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. There was a phase that I've watched like loads of cult films and random films. And there used to be, <laughs> I don't know if you'd even remember this, that the days of Winamp and Shoutcast servers and when it was really popular, um, you're giving me a slightly blank look there. Um, I've heard the term Winamp. I've seen it written down, but I th- it might be for my school computers. <laughs> you're making me feel old, and I'm not. I remember that AOL old. dial-up connection. I remember AOL dial-up connection. So I'm not that young to clarify. So I'm not like I do remember pre-internet. I was in barely, uh, but I remember pre-internet, and I did grow up without a smartphone. To clarify, until I was about 16 to 17 was probably around the time my smartphones became more of a thing. So my school life... old. I'm I'm probably making everyone in comics emotion go, Mike, just stop, please, I beg of you. But AOL dial-up connection, that's a good... That's the kind of... From my teenage years, that's the main thing I remember. That and RuneScape. (laughs) 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 Or picking up... Or me being on the computer and mum picking up the phone and taking me off the internet. (laughs) The good old days. Used to get shouted at a lot. Why are you on the internet again? (laughs) Yeah. Um, sorry, Winamp. You Winamp, yes, that was it. Yeah. Um, okay, so back in the old days, kids, Winamp was like, I mean, it still exists, but it's kind of dead now, really. But it's basically, it's a media player. Mm. And they were the ones that came up with um, a lot of the protocols for shoutcast servers, which are now built into internet radio. And when they really... At its peak, you could just open up Winamp and it had a shoutcast server browser and you could listen to loads of like really random internet radio stuff that people all over the world were doing. But they also trialed the same thing for video. And there used to be a particular server, Nostalgic... I think it was like... It was called Nostalgic TV, but they ran loads of old sci-fi movies, oh. like stuff that was out of copyright. Oh, right. Because they could get away with it, and they were just constantly, like, loads of random stuff. And I would watch this for ages. Like, after school, just like, oh, I'll just watch some random rubbish. You know, I had my dual monitor set up, so I was playing a game on here and then watching some stupid movie on there. <laughs> so there was a point where I thought, oh, I've watched quite a lot of cult films. And then I get to Comics in Motion. And then I start listening to Spider Dan, and he's like, have you listened to this? Have you seen this? And I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) And then you kind of, you think you know something, and then you realise you don't. Um, And then, yeah, I've just had to kind of accept, and I'm fine with it now. I, I know a little bit about lots of different things. It would be nice if I found a thing for myself that I could fall back on, you know, that I could keep... You know, every time someone says something, I could refer it to Star Wars. That'd be great. But I'm quite happy knowing lots of little bits because I like learning stuff. I like talking to people. I like having conversations. Um, So, and this kind of just gives me an excuse because, yeah, I know nothing, really. I realised I know nothing. Hence, super dummy. But the thing is, I find that being a generalist actually makes you a better conversational host. Because I've listened to, let's use Joe Rogan as an example. You know, no one's going to be upset with me raining on Joe Rogan. Like, <clears throat> apart from Joe Rogan, and no one cares what he says. I don't think he's listening to this podcast, if I'm honest with you. Um, <laughs> but it, 
with I Joe Rogan. What you mean? <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> Joe Rogan and Scroobius Pip were the reasons I got into podcasting. They're the reason. They're the first podcasts I ever listened to, and then by proxy from hearing them do it, I thought I could probably give it a go. Um, but with Joe Rogan, one thing I found, and one of the reasons I don't really listen to him much anymore, is not because of all the controversies and all that nonsense. It's just because I he has the same like 10 conversations over and over again with the mm. same people he just talks about how amazing it is being a comedian and being rich uh and then he you know he talks to a couple of uh sci-fi people sci-fi people a couple of scientists you know people who talk about quantum physics and he talks to neil degrasse tyson and stuff mm. and he gets stoned out of his mind and then asks the same five questions over again and it's like the problem is with him is that when certain guests come on and ask him oh, have you ever heard of warhammer or have you ever or what about this or what about that he doesn't really know much outside of what he knows. And I know mm. one of the things people like about him is because he had a wide variety of guests. And I think he does to a degree and he did used to. But when you have four guests or three or four guests a week and you have done for nearly 10 years, it's pretty much impossible to not have a degree of a varied back catalogue. Yeah. And I find that with him, he's showing his age a lot in recent episodes as well, that I found that was quite aggravating to me. And he would just say like these offhand comments like, oh, why would anyone listen to that music? Or why would anyone watch this movie? Or blah, blah. And I was like, this sounds like you're an old grumpy man now because what you should be doing is, oh, that's cool. Tell me more instead of dismissing it because you think it sucks. And I think that when you're a generalist, like a a real generalist, is you, a, you, you basically find a reason to appreciate almost anything. Like mm. I'm really not into sport. I don't mind. I'm really not into watching sport, I should say. I actually like playing football. I used to be in a school football team. I wasn't any good, um, but I was the biggest kid, as in I was very fat, and they put me in goal, um, which is true. That did happen. Um, and uh, then they kicked me out when they found out I was rubbish. I just entered the changing room one day, and they were like, nope, this guy's in goal now. I was like, okay, cool. I'll walk home. See you later. Good times. Good times in my life. Nice. Um, but sob story with Mike Burden. Um, it's not that <laughs> traumatic, to clarify. Um, but I like playing sports. I, I love playing sports, you know, uh, lots of them, to be honest with you. But watching them, I find boring as all hell. But I've spoken to loads of people who are so into football or rugby or cricket or whatever, and they're so passionate about it. I'm like, well, I know enough about this that I can, for the most part, gather what they're talking about, mm-hmm. or I learn something new. And then if I talk to someone else about cricket, uh, then I actually have maybe something else to add. So I kind of view it, I've, I've heard other people, um, other podcasters and things like that, where they know, like, every single conceivable thing about comics but they just don't watch movies they don't listen to music uh they don't watch documentaries they don't go to museums they don't travel they don't they're not really into food and that's completely fine there's no judgment from me everyone should be able to like as much or as little as what they want but i think that you not having your specific thing has helped because i think if i hadn't got into the star wars comics by now I would actually be a lot more knowledgeable about comics because where my first priority when it comes to reading is Star Wars for my obsession and the excuse is for my Star Wars podcast. Because of that, I consume like 90% of the media I consume that isn't watching stuff is Star Wars. And if I didn't have the Star Wars obsession, I would have finished the set. Excuse me. I would have finished the Sandman comics by now. I would have read mm. every indie comic that t- Tony's ever tackled. Or I'd like to think I would. I'd have read all the recommended reading stuff that was in Superheroes for Dummies, but I haven't. I've just barely touched any of it because of my other priority. So think of yourself. You are in that position where you uniquely don't have the obsessive sort of ground point you're kind of floating in the ether in the middle so you can kind of reach and grab anything from any position rather than having to think oh i'm i'm you know nine books into this 20 book series i don't have time to read any other books you're like yeah i can read it i mean you don't because the the book's behind you but you could that's the main point and you being a generalist really helps that 
yeah, I, yeah, it helps and it hurts because yeah, I, you know, people want to have a conversation about something particular, like mm-hmm. all the conversations that happen, happen, happen in uh, comics in motion, do all the round tables and stuff. I've not seen any of it. So there's no point in me coming on and talking about it. Um, <laughs> But then also, yeah, it does give me that option, you know, I was saying earlier, some speaking to someone in a couple of days, they've got a comic book, they sent it to me and I was able to just read it. You know, I, I had some, I was able to set some time out and the only thing that I've got to juggle around is, you know, podcasting and work and normal life stuff. I'm not trying to keep on top of X amount of other things. So I can just read it. Um, yeah, I mean there are, there are benefits. There are, you know, there are things that get in the way. You know, if I I know it annoys you, and I'm sorry. Still haven't seen any of Game of Thrones. Haven't seen any of it at all. It doesn't annoy me. It's more. I've actually said to people, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, that's fine. Start House of the Dragon because you can start <laughs> the ground up, and also House of the Dragon in a lot of ways is better. Uh, and then it just means that if you like House of the Dragon, you can in your own time get into Game of Thrones because no one on the internet talks about Game of Thrones anymore, apart no, from the very true. small sect who hate it um, or are vocal about hating it. So I, I'm not. I've got no problem with you not seeing it. I was surprised, um, <laughs> but it wasn't a bad one. You know, it's it's not like when people tell me they've never seen a single Star Wars film. That's not quite the same thing. But normally when people are telling me that, it's normally to vaguely kind of brag. And you don't do that. Like, I don't like people bragging about missing out on stuff. That pisses me yeah. off. When people are like, well, annoying. I never watched Game of Thrones. I just thought I didn't want to watch it. I've also never seen Breaking Bad, and I don't watch anything that's popular. If it's too popular, I don't watch it. I've never seen Stranger Things either. So like, well, what do you watch? You know? <laughs> I mean, this is an attack. It sounds like I'm attacking Spider-Dan. I'm not Spider-Dan. I love you. And you do watch popular things, and people can watch whatever they want. But it's when people are being a dick about not watching stuff, like bragging, that they've... Mm. I've never seen a Star Wars film. What does that make you feel, Michael? Well, it, to me, it makes me feel like you're probably missing out on something that I think is really cool, but whatever you however you feel about it so i don't no offense taken yeah is that when when it comes with a an expectation that someone will respond Mm. it's like i haven't seen this and then they look at you for the benefit of people not on youtube i thought you weren't gonna say anything then and i was gonna i was so happy (laughs) (laughs) um and then yeah they just sort of stare at you and wait for a response i'm like okay Good for you. I don't care. <laughs> you haven't seen it. You've seen someone else. What have you seen? I'm good. Good for you. Well done. Cool um, yeah, I don't know. I've seen bits of things. But as mm. you say, like I can have a vague conversation. I mean, I haven't seen any of Game of Thrones. So I can't have a conversation at all about that. Um, but at some point, I might. I might see an episode. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, the House of Thingamabop and the people in the just say a random word you know i mean it's all about incest and slaying i mean it's not all about incest there's there's one instance of incest in game it's all about incest but it's quite a major one and it does they have kids from it and it kind of spirals so it's always being spoken about um i say one major part of incest i'm not going to get into the incest conversation (laughs) in game of thrones because that's going to completely a i'm probably going to get a lot of it wrong and b i'm probably going to put you off game of thrones even more (laughs) oh everyone loves a bit of incest well, we're English, so I think our royal family probably mm, that's true. confirm that somewhat. Yeah. 
But we're not here talking about incest. This is not what the 50th... This is not what I envisioned in, when I agreed to be the the def, uh, de facto host of the 50th episode of Geek is talking about incest. That's not really... I thought it would go a couple of weird ways, but not incest. I mean, I'm always here to surprise people. <laughs> surprise incest. <laughs> That's not a sentence you ever want to hear. Surprise incest. Um, yeah. But things people do want to hear about is just um we are going to wrap up soon but i do want to um not because it's bad or anything it's just because megan's messing me saying she's leaving and i told her not to take her keys out because i definitely wouldn't still be podcasting <laughs> half 10 and i was wrong so i'm gonna be in trouble otherwise so i've got about 15 20 minutes um but i was just gonna say uh there's basically just two more uh jumping off points one of them was you mentioned before about in school you know uh geek uh being mm. used derogatory and i think that was one of the the kind of starting points of why you started a uh, geek have you ever been called a geek a dork or a nerd in a derogatory way that you can specifically remember or is it more of just a i'm not going to mention these things because i know it's going to happen yeah i think when when i were at school which were a long time before you before we, electricity yeah basically before electricity um <laughs> Before running water. <laughs> we didn't have wheels. We had squares. <laughs> um, yeah, you didn't really talk about it, to be honest. Was it really a thing that you talked about? There was a few people in my school that talked about something vaguely. Um, a friend of mine in secondary school used to like Gundam, Gundam Wing, Gundam something or other. It is Gundam Wing, yeah. It's, like a, it's similar to Transformers in yeah. some ways. Um, but he, he would talk about it in our little friendship group, but that was about it. Hmm. Um, he just wouldn't talk about it because yeah, you knew it was going to come. Um, if you didn't like football, then that was it. Tough. Um, yeah, that's just, that's just kind of British schooling for you. Really? If, if you're a boy, you like football, that's it. Tough. Deal with it. Yeah, um, well, rugby was an acceptable. It was acceptable to mm. like rugby as well, but that was about it. And then she went to yeah. private school, and then it was cricket. Well, to be fair, in our school, cricket was a like, cricket was on the same level as football. Oh, really? Because, yeah, because we had a lot of people um, who were Indian, Pakistani, so we had a lot of cricket players. And you just don't say anything bad about cricket because <laughs> you, you'll know about it quite quickly. Um, they were lovely, but just. Don't say anything bad about cricket because um, they had bats. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, I guess that just kind of, that mentality just stuck with me, really. It's only recently that people have started talking about it more with all the films and everything and hmm. people have been more open about it. Um, I can't think of a time that I've been called a geek or a nerd or a dork. You've just felt like you've kind of had to almost repress it in in, in a way. Yeah. You kind of, instead of it being like out and traumatized and having to withdraw, you've just kind of never really been able to get it out in a sense. Yeah. I mean, I never, I was never a big football fan. Uh, and, you know, I wasn't just going to add to that. <laughs> that was bad enough. <laughs> I was the same. I was the same. And I did get bullied at school and I was even playing football and I didn't like watching it. So <laughs> you yeah. can't win. No, exactly. You know, there was... I got bullied at school to a certain degree. I, I wasn't going to talk about anything else on top. Um, I was going to give them any ammunition. No. Not worth it. 
oh by the way while you're beating me up for not liking football do you know how many different <laughs> how many different <laughs> psychics how many people have been have played robin in the comics of batman yeah. do you guys realize that oh sorry <laughs> would you like to know my favorite asterix noblic story <laughs> Which I've got three. <laughs> exactly. In this list, I carry with me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfectly normal. Would you Would you like to know what happened in this 1960s annual of the Beano? <laughs> no? Oh, okay. You surprise me. Um, Good, sir. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you understand Roger the Dodger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, not really, because I just didn't talk about it. But you knew it was there. You knew it was coming. It's like a background noise, isn't it? It's like a, it's like a, a high pitched tone almost all the time. It happens yeah. anywhere. I mean, obviously, I do wear mm. Star Wars on my sleeve, lit, phys- literally. figuratively and literally, because yeah. I have a tattoo as well. Um, but it's like at work. Even if I don't mention Star Wars for weeks, someone will come over and then ask me about Star Wars, and then someone else will be like, "Oh, you, Mike, you're talking about Star Wars again." It's like they literally came and asked me, <laughs> "What do you What do you want from me?" But it's like yeah. being known as the Star Wars guy. It's like I, I'm fine that in the in the comics of motion we've all got our own little flares. But I was like, fine, Star Wars guy in comics of motion, that's okay. But like in real life, people are like, oh my god, the Star Wars guy. It's like I'm actually the podcasting guy. That's what I'd like you to know me as. <laughs> yeah. My passion is actually genuine chit chat. That I care far more about podcasting than Star Wars. I know it doesn't seem that way, but podcasting is my passion. It just so happens that I got asked to do a Star Wars podcast, so they've merged together. So mm. Chris and Dave, this is your fault. Yeah, basically. Chris and He's Dave. welcoming and opening. Ugh. How dare you? I don't appreciate that at all. This is well, what I'll, you've done to us. Well, with podcasting then, um, here's, I asked you this question and you laughed <laughs> when I asked you before a recording, <laughs> which was, <laughs> has your partner reacted negatively at all to you <laughs> increasing your uh, podcasting output? Because I can say as much as Megan enjoys being on some podcasts there are certain times where she's like oh, you're podcasting again i thought we were yeah. having an evening together it's like no no we're not <laughs> you don't have to no, give all the details no. don't worry i'm not asking to end <laughs> <laughs> it is different i mean it's the same again doing the whole roundy roundy thing it's the same conversation you'd have if you're going to the football game once a week every week you know um are well, you doing that again like there is a support because it's the thing you enjoy and they mm-hmm. want to see you happy. And my wife wants to see me happy doing the things that I enjoy. Um, but there is, yeah, it's like anything, you know, Oh, you're doing that again. Okay. Like we're in, I'm a celebrity season. Um, because of the way my work schedule is, I tend to go to bed a little bit earlier. So we don't watch it live because I'm going to have to go to bed towards the end. So we do it on catch up and tonight, because mm. I've got tomorrow off work, she was thinking, ooh, we can watch it live. <gasps> no, no, we can't. And because of how late we've been recording this, can't even watch it on catch up now either. No. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've been watching it the, a day later uh, and she was hoping today would be the day that we can watch it live. But I've ruined that for her with podcasting. Um, but it is difficult. It's... You know, anyone who has a hobby that they spend a lot of time on, I think they can relate. You know, your partner wants you to do the thing that you enjoy, but they also want you to spend time with them. And sometimes the two don't match up, especially like, I guess that is another way, the podcasting football games. You can't change when the football game is. If you've scheduled a time with someone to do podcasting 
your partner may be having a really bad day and they were looking forward to you being there. Like I always try and tell her at least a week in advance, I'm recording on this day and this day and this day, you know, these are the times. So you're prepared, but everyone has bad days and you come home and you think, I just want to sit at home, spend time with my partner. Oh, I can't. They're at the football. Oh, I can't. They're speaking to bloody Mike again. <laughs> He's going to talk about Star Wars for an hour. Um, yeah. It's it's a tune I think a lot of people have heard or have played in their relationship. And, you know, that's just how we're all alike, no matter what you're interested in. Sometimes you just have to have a balance in life. And sometimes whatever that balance is, it's never good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I've, I've had a similar conversation with Megan and obviously, yeah, she's very supportive and stuff and she loves the fact I do podcasting. But also podcasting was before her. So that is, mm. you know, that I've not said that. She started saying that. She was like, you know, sometimes podcasting is annoying, but I did start dating you when you were already podcasting. So podcasting did come first. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I podcasting don't have that <laughs> <laughs> But like with it, it is... I have said to her something similar before. <clears throat> what I have said was like, well, I considered starting to play musical instrument in college and mm. I was actually going to join Reese and Callum's band at the time. I was going to try and learn to play bass uh, and things. It didn't really click with me, but I was like, it was something I kind of wanted to do. I played keyboard a bit uh, anyway. So I was like, if I was in a band, it'd be even worse because like, we've got oh, a few yeah. friends who are in bands and it's like they're touring a lot. So they don't get to see their partners. And the main times that you want to see a partner are the best times for gigs for bands yeah. is evenings and also it's friday and saturdays so it's like and you know when you do band practice and stuff that's two to four hours in a practice room and it's like i've said to megan before she's like oh, if there's ever been a time when she's a bit frustrated about podcasting which is fair because i do do a lot of it um and i try and speed things up in ways i can and whatever or put certain things off but i have said to her to be fair if i liked football could you imagine she was like i couldn't imagine because her, bro her brother likes football and she's you know half italian so you know the, the, probably the only nation who take football seriously as we do is italians yeah. so she's a mix of the two uh and so it's like at least you're not into football because if you were during football season we have to spend two hours every day doing this mm. or doing that at least with star wars it's on demand so as you say like it, it's at least with most nerdy things apart from having to go to the cinema occasionally to see the odd film it is still kind of on your terms so yeah. unfortunately megan's got a different sleep schedule to me so i do most of my nerdy stuff when she goes to bed mm. so it does work out well um but we'll start to wrap up here uh yeah, mainly so i don't get in trouble get up, yeah. i am she's gonna come up here and people are gonna witness her beating me because that's what <laughs> megan does um with her crazy fast italian hands um no um I'm gonna throw a pizza at your face <laughs> <laughs> but only holding it like this that's how just casual casual stereotyping yeah. it's fine technically racism i think if it's italians I but i think technically yes yeah but i'm uh, i got i think hopefully in the future i'll have a half italian child so I, I, does that work i think it maybe works with italians i don't want to delve into any other nationalities <laughs> because i could get into a lot of trouble by saying certain things so i'm not going to yeah um, i mean some say maybe that you've already have got yourself in trouble Maybe, maybe, maybe I've, but maybe I've skirted around it because you can't pull out the soundbite and get me in trouble for it. So we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. Tell us, tell us in the comments. Do you, are you going to blacklist genuine chit chat now <laughs> and geek by, by proxy? Cause I'm involved now. Well, yeah. Can't, well, I was on the like second or first episode, whatever. So, you know, it's kind of already tainted. Sorry. It was all um, your fault. The first episode was great. Downhill from there. <laughs> Megas just message saying, sorry, didn't see your message. I'm outside. So I'm going to run downstairs. I'm going to let her in 
I'm going to come back and we'll do the outro, okay? And I'm going to keep this very... I'm not going to keep the whole gap in, but uh, yeah, I'll be two seconds. Sorry. Oh, dear. I got the... Are you still podcasting? <laughs> yes, I am. Is that um, why there's a pizza on your face? <laughs> just spaghetti dripping down my neck. <laughs> there's going to be a meatball shoved into my ear soon. Um, but aside from the horrendous stereotypes... <laughs> There are, there are. There's already one in there, don't worry. Um, So we'll wrap this up. I mean, this is technically on your show and my show, but it's your 50th episode. So I'll quickly do my plugs, which is find me on social media at Genuine Chit Chat on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel slash Genuine Chit Chat and check out my show Star Wars Comics and Canon on the Comics in Motion feed. You never have to have read a Star Wars comic or any comic in your entire life. You just have to have probably seen the Star Wars films and it's something to enjoy. But... There's been a celebration for Paul. Paul DeMac. Super dummy Paul. Paul, I'm not going to say your surname, Paul. So, <laughs> yeah, don't, the Era of Geek. Don't, don't stalk me. <laughs> era of Geek. Super Draft. The Dummy's Guide to Geekdom. All kinds of amazing things that you're up to. Tell everyone, if they're listening on my feed, where they can find you and why they should listen to Geek. And we'll wrap this up. Well, you should listen to Geek because we hear from lots of lovely, amazing people about the things they love and the things they're passionate about and a bit more about them in general. And it's always good just to hear, you know, about people. You listen to Mike. You like listening about people. So listen to these people as well, some of which have been on both shows. So, you know. They work together very well, though. They, they uh, I find that you do a deep dive in a slightly different uh, direction. So I find that it works really well. Yeah, so if you like all the people that Mike has spoken to and you would like to know a little bit more about their geeky history, come and listen to my show because I may have also had them on. And if I haven't, I've had different people on and they're amazing too. So come and listen to Era of Geek, available on all your favourite podcast catchers. Um, the, yeah, we do the Super Draft on the Comics in Motion feed every month. A couple of people come on. In a particular category, they pick five characters to basically win your Twitter votes and you can decide who has the best team. Not necessarily who has the best team to beat the other team, just who has the more fun team, whatever you want it to be. So that's on the Comics in Motion feed. And there is also a Dummy's Guide to Geekdom, which you can find on all your favourite podcast catchers, which, as Mike said, is just like if you know nothing about a particular topic, if you just want to sort of have a bit of a catch up, if you want to know if it might be something you're interested in, if your partner is, you know, always talking about Star Wars and you just, you know, you just want to have a basic knowledge of something that they're talking about because every time you say something, they're like, oh, that's like in Star Wars. We may <laughs> eventually cover the topic and then you can come on the show and you can have a base knowledge of, what the hell they're talking about so you can at least understand what they're on about because you know sometimes it's just like what is he talking about <laughs> just nonsense um so yeah that's a dummy's guide to kick them you can find links to everything at superdummy.co.uk that's just the easiest way because there's about a million different links there um so yeah superdummy.co.uk everything's there absolutely perfect i think everyone who's been listening will be so happy they got to hear you talk so much because that's the only critique of geek there's not enough pull and we've done it just wait till episode 100 guys we'll do a q a we'll do loads of stuff we've already got a plan only two years away we'll be doing it it'd be great and we'll have another five other podcasts oh god but don't say that <laughs> we're gonna do it don't you worry um, but thank you very much for allowing me to uh 
somewhat interview you, somewhat host uh, with this conversation. It's uh, delightful. I'm glad I could be a part in any way to help geek and anything that you do spread across the podcasting sphere. Um, so I appreciate it. As a fan, I love listening to you. And as a That's friend, very I'm very happy to uh, to be able to assist wherever I can. No, thank you very much. It means a lot. Um, you know, as I say, you may have stole my idea. Um, <laughs> but what you do is amazing. And I love what you do. And I love listening to your show. So it is a great honor to be able to, uh, for your listeners to hear my rambly, rambly voice. They all do. They're already aware of rambles. You're, you're ramble light, you know. Mm, that's true. You've got me, ramble. You've got uh, Spider-Dan, who's the prattler. And then yeah. you've got you, ramble light. It's all oh, good. I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah, nice. You're like yeah. my boy Wonder, like Robin. <laughs> Not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> well, this is where we'll end it. Just thank you so much again for everything, Paul. And I look forward to more of your amazing content. Thank you very much. Love you, bye. A massive thank you to Mike for interviewing me for the 50th episode. Be sure to check out his show, Genuine Chit Chat, which, if you like this, you've probably already listened to that. Um, but if you're not, you're going to like it, so go and listen. And also, Star Wars Comics and Canon, available on the Comics and Motion feed. Make sure to check it out. If you would like to contact Mike, you can do so on Twitter at Genuine Chit Chat. All the details I will put in the show notes for you. Go seek him out, listen to his stuff. He's a great guy. I can't thank him enough. And yeah, here's to another 50 more.